Times and you really learn how to fall in a way where you get back up at all. Like, put my right left hand in the right place, chair was falling. Uh, I'm alive. I'm alive, everyone, don't worry. <laughs> Everything's good. Uh, I was just turning off the fan to the right and quickly uh, held one hand to the desk and the other hand went to the floor away from, from any place that the chair would fall to. So I, I like didn't crash completely. So nice. <sighs> I'm going to start a community. And I've never been so sure of anything in my life. As cheesy as that might sound, I really feel it. And it was really clear yesterday. I don't know how. I was just talking to a group of friends, went out, and it just seems right. Why not instill the things that I think are valuable, define something by it, and have people follow that? in a way that is only for them because that's all I've really ever wanted, you know? And I've been thinking about how I would give a speech in front of an audience that would, you know, take this in, for example, or accept or allow themselves or to... Okay, my right shoulder hurts. <laughs> okay, that wasn't a completely harmless fall, but I'm all right. And the speech would, you know, I would say things like, I know that I'm the most selfish person. I'm, I'm starting this because I'm doing it for the most selfish reasons. I'm doing it for me. And I don't want any of you to be here for any other reason than yourselves. But I also want to make it very clear that we're nothing by ourselves and for ourselves. And we're so, so much more when we know that We're a community. That if something were to happen to us that was bad, people would act properly in the right way. They would. We're safe with the people around us. Imagine just feeling that, even if they're strangers. How beautiful of a thing to know that five people will come to stand by you if you fall, instead of seeing everyone pass by. No, to know that you're in a place where people will take you and get you back up because you would do the same for them. Not just looking out for yourself, but you're looking out for yourself by doing that. How can you get that reality shift into people, right? So you do it for the most selfish reasons. I'm like, why would I build a community? I've always, always, always wanted to have people around me that I can trust and love and, and to have that type of force, you know, to have to have that impact and I feel like this is how I could do that best at the moment 
where everyone comes in and we see how we can benefit each other as much as possible. Like if someone really has a problem, they would stand up and say, this is my problem. We could give advice, but it's not about advice. It's about actually causing true change, man. Helping each other out. Creating a community, man. Anyhow, I'll be talking about this more as I start doing it, I guess, but uh, I have a good idea and a vision. And as a kid, I had an idea of, of a type of brand towards something like this that I quickly came to mind yesterday night. And the branch. The branch. We're a community. We're people. We are people. We're a community. No, no. Remove the R. You know, it's just we are. We're people. We're a community. That's it. And I'll do my best to, like, you know, give give anything meaningful and productive from my side and start small with the friends that I talked about with this try to see how we help each other out and just keep growing the circle until we can start you know having big discussions and talks and rooms then it's just about finding a room right and uh, shoulders really fucked because like the table is a bit high when I was falling so like I guess my shoulder went too high up and stretched out Oh. My back is fucked. Like this girl gave me a massage this morning. She really pushed it. Met these people called uh, Eric and Charla in a park. Eric was so cool. <laughs> I thought, you know, like he's a very solid character as a man you know he he knows his values he knows he's not to be messed with and he takes like you could tell this guy takes action and that he's capable you can really really tell um like he talked like he mentioned that he's he plays basketball and we're playing frisbee and he just came in he's like guys can i play too and i look at him and i i smile you know i looked i I acknowledged him and i'm smiling like wait this is a group decision. <laughs> I raised the frisbee. I was holding the frisbee at the time. Also my frisbee. Uh, and um, I asked the group, can, can he join us? And, you know, like two, we were five, we were like four. And uh, like two of them just like immediately said, yeah, of course. And then I just quickly threw this guy the frisbee. <laughs> you know, that's like how, that's how it's done. Um, but yeah, we played a bit, and then like uh, his girlfriend was on a on a like blanket waiting, chilling, and then she started talking to me because like I I don't know we mentioned chickens or something. She's like I love chickens. Uh, I really don't remember how I mentioned chickens, or maybe I did a buck, or someone did a woof, and I was like, did you just do a woof? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Eric did a woof. <laughs> So he's tall and he's like he's bigger, but um, uh, like somewhat meaty. I feel like maybe he had weight that he lost. I'm 
not sure. But he plays basketball. Like he's just like this like thick guy, you know, not 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 like muscle type built, but like thick. Uh, and then I like did buck buck or something, and uh, yeah, uh, started talking to his girlfriend. And he sat down. We started talk talked for like an hour. He gave me like water when he saw me cough twice, even though there was a pandemic. He understood like uh, I just swallowed like something in my throat. Uh, you were human, you know. There's, sure, there's a virus, but we're human beyond like before anything. So he gave me water. I drank some without uh, touching the. The opening and with my mouth and then like well, while we're talking he would peel an orange and then he'd give his girlfriend some, a bit of it and then she'd hand it over to me i'm like oh cool and he said they gave me like uh, almost half an orange and i just ate it and that was really nice and we continued talking and then he pulled out he had like exactly three bananas and he pulled the three out and he gave one to his girlfriend to himself and then he handed one over to me and I just took it immediately and like I took three things from them at that point you know water oranges and bananas and they were like the guy immediately said I'm really happy that you accept what's what's given to you you know <laughs> I'm like yes <laughs> exactly uh, but like I really felt comfortable with them I really really did I really very, very much like felt peace with them. There wasn't uh, thinking about what I'm going to say or what they think of me or should I be here or should I not be here. There was just like we're chilling in a park. There's it's uh, no one has anything, no agenda, no nothing. We're just having a good conversation. Um, I watched um the video of a of a cop putting his like knee like he has a black guy in submission on the floor and the cop is on top of him with his knee covering his neck yeah uh so all of the officer's weight is on his knee and his knee is going into the black guy's neck and you know the neck takes the blood to the to the brain and you have oxygen coming into the throat and now the neck's a pretty important place and the guy couldn't breathe the black guy just couldn't breathe and he was saying he he's saying it you know i can't i can't breathe he's like you can't fucking this guy clearly can't breathe he's telling you he can't breathe i don't care what the fuck he did you know you have a human being making it very clear that he's dying because breath is that important and the video is like eight minutes long and it's, the guy doesn't get off for so long like the guy is in handcuffs on the floor man he's not doing anything to you and no one did anything there's a group of onlookers watching and there's this idiot like spanish looking short and chubby cop the gun holding his you know hands to his hips acting all manly and alpha and he just looks like a high school or like no middle school kindergarten bully that is just too confused to know what's going on and somehow he's caught by the principal but he still wants to act cool about what he's doing so you have the guy choking the guy on the floor and this other dude standing just like acting big even though he's re clearly very small and not letting uh, anyone pass you know but like no one's coming closer no one's no one everyone's f off 
and they're just saying like is he breathing get off him or you're just you're just throwing statements man throw something the guy would listen to don't just watch don't like how can you not jump on the guy you know but this fear of a gun this fear of weapon the possibility of violence always existing at any point i mean that in itself is fucked <laughs> that in itself is, is fucked up. like you have to you have to balance that and and sorry you have to balance power and we talked about that eric uh, and i and his girlfriend and he mentioned it and talked about it very very well um saying something <laughs> we were talking we were talked about it and i mentioned you know how i felt about this uh, seeing the black guy getting choked like that it wasn't cool you know i watched the video and I, was, I was my blood pressure dropped you know i was like what the fuck i wrote a very long facebook post you know like uh clearly tripping maybe like i had a mental issue repeating sentences over and over and over like I will not stand, I will not stand and watch something like this. I will not stand and watch something like this happening, you know, without doing anything. I need to find the post and, and read it. Uh, it's my mother's birthday today, 1st of June. What a beautiful woman. Spoke to her, I think, half an hour ago or an hour ago. Uh... I'm literally eating bread and butter. Sometimes you just need need that hit. Like this sentence, man. You watched a man die and did nothing. I'm more angry at the watchers than you watched a man die and did nothing. You watched a man die and did nothing you watched a man die and did nothing you watched a man die and did nothing this is not the world 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 no it was all done this is not the world this is not the world this is not the world <coughs> Not while I know I'm in it. 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 I will not watch a helpless man beg for his life and do nothing. I will not watch a helpless being beg for its life and do nothing. This is not the world. This is not the. This is not the fucking world. Wow, man. If I if I didn't know myself and I read this, I don't know what I'd think. <laughs> uh, 
I made it very clear from the beginning of my post. You know, my blood is burning, and I'm 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 so angry. I'm so angry. I'm so angry at the world. Like I'm, I'm, I'm it's all coming from a pure anger. You know, I'm, I'm I really do feel it. I've been feeling it the last week and two weeks. Like just angry, 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 angry. Like how is everything just going so wrong like this, and no one is making the right decisions? No one knows what the fuck is actually going on. But I'm very happy I live in Germany. That we... Uh, like the system is so stable that even like Corona didn't shake it that much. You know, people are still living and they're still okay. Like I'm not seeing that much bad shit in, in Germany as compared to what I see online of other countries. And um, this is why I really think like when I think about the world, I think or when I thought about the branch and the community and everything, I quickly felt like there's no place in the world better than Berlin to bring a, a core change into the world where you have every being from every nationality, every culture, and as liberal as a place as this. Like, if any new world movement that's, like, uh, an ideology, a way of being comes out, it has to be from this place. And, like, to start a community with, with good ideals here, I think is, like, better than starting it any ever, any other place in the world where people are so individual and so expressive and so good in there like I see good in a lot of people here but um, there's a snow like sure everyone's expressing through visual stuff to give people the room to express through action and giving to bring substance to all of that I think I think this place would be very receptive. People leave, people here leave everyone to do their own thing. You know, when I stretch in the train in the morning or something like that, no one says anything or bothers or no one's fucked. But you know, like I saw a man yesterday passed out on the train um, after running into a front this girl who gave me the massage in the morning and um, she immediately you know tried to help the guy had a dog and he was barking a lot quickly went to um, she stayed with him the train needed like four minutes to um, drive he's on the ground his dog is barking he's unresponsive his dog is barking very very loud and we're saying stuff to him but he's not responding to us He's completely out and his breathing is very, very low. So, um, I, she stays with him. I quickly go to, like, there's a, an information thing that you click the button on and the guy, an operator, quickly is like, what's up? Uh, took him five seconds to answer. And I click the SOS button and the guy's like, what's happening? And I told the guy in German, like, okay, we entered the train. There is a guy on the floor. He is he's breathing. He's unresponsive. He's you know 
he's out. I didn't know how to say faint in German, so I said like uh, ausgepasst, like passed out. Like actually, I said the English word. You know, I, I assumed he should just understand what passed out means. <laughs> If you're in an emergency situation, you should know these terms at least, and that's his job. So I said, you know, he's he's unresponsive, passed out. His dog is with him and he's barking a lot, and he's in the train. He's like, is it easy on the platform or in the train? I'm like, in the train. He's and he asked me that twice more. He's like, on the platform. I'm like, in the train, man. He's like, I can't hear you so well. I'm like, fuck. Uh, he's like, uh, is he t to the, in the train to your right? I'm like, oh, you can see me. He's like, of course I can see you. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was so funny. So I just pointed, you know, while my back is probably to the camera that he can see me from. I pointed to like the trolley that the guy is basically passed out in, and I repeated again, unresponsive, in the train, over there, his dog is with him barking a lot, and he's breathing, but not a lot. He's like, okay, don't worry about it, we'll send someone. He didn't say that, actually, he said, we'll take care of it, you know. So the, but like while I was talking to him, the, the train driver looked at me, and she's like, uh, Like she, the train driver was passing because she went and saw him and then came back and you know they drive at the front, um, and I don't see any value in AI driving things like trains or buses. I think they need to keep being people because they're dealing with people. You know, people are doing stuff. You know, sometimes like buses usually don't wait for you if you're far and, and you're missing it, you know. Um, wow, like I remember, I remember all of a sudden this old girl uh, three years ago that I saw, she came and visited me in Hamburg and the entire time it was so like electric. How she could find a problem in fucking anything, and all I was trying to do was was make things right, and apparently all that did was make things worse. And that didn't make any sense to me at all. Like thinking about it now, she really didn't have to be the way she was. I see how I was mature, but it was just unnecessarily difficult. You never need to be difficult for no reason, you know. Anyway. Um, Um, I was just sleepy. She had her period the next day. She came over and <laughs> bad combination. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Right. Um, the train driver would like pass by me because where she would get into the train was where I was talking to the guy on the machine. And she said something like Krankenwagen or something like ambulance or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he, she said, but like, I'm assuming like she has her own way to contact the people that I'm contacting too to fix this. So I just looked at her like sometimes like when my attention drifts like that, you know, I'm talking to this guy on the intercom. Should I react to the intercom guy or to her? You know, and then you have like, but like you see, I'm talking to him. But maybe I don't need to talk to him anymore because you you saw this and you were gonna talk to him. I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna learn first aid for sure. I'm excited for that. Um, 
I want to be absolute being, you know, moving in this world. And afterwards, uh, they, there was another train that came that we could ride in, and they kept that one until the ambulance could come and carry him out or do something. But it's a nice quick response system. I like it. But I wonder what type of trouble this guy would get in if he just like took drugs or something. and. You know, like if you don't have insurance and you order an ambulance, you know, for almost no reason, it's always a high cost. You're moving two highly trained professionals um, with a very expensive vehicle that's fully equipped with everything to deal with something. Fun stuff, right? shoulder really hurt um, so yeah yesterday was interesting in general a lot of good jokes happened a lot of good perspective um, like um, what's his name Eric a cool guy Matty said some really nice things that I want to try and remember because they were just um, it's just nice I officially just need a new chair. It's uh, just too bad. <sighs> so he mentioned something about Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, how or Tupac and Biggie G or something, the rappers, like how Tupac was raised a poet and this other guy was raised a thug, and how like Tupac was was um, a society and no Biggie Biggie let's say his name was just Biggie Biggie was something and Tupac was a culture or a society Biggie was
dates with almonds inside of them or walnuts. This is a like battery boost. I love it. And he talked about Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was a f was a was a fighter, and Muhammad Ali these people pushed against something that never exists. They were at the forefront of something that we don't understand and admire when we see it. And we praise it when we see it, and we remember it after we see it. The forefront of a vision that we know. Muhammad Ali, I think his challenge, I would, I'd like, what, it, what was his challenge? You know, he's a great fighter, but what was, I think it was also like the time that, you know, black people were so oppressed at the time, and how he just dealt with everyone, and how he dealt with himself, and how he was so full of integrity, fully his character. People saw that, people respected that. Great speaker, great ideas, great uh, winning streak, great style, a true fighter. Granted, Mike Tyson is like, because like, like he said it in a very good way. I wish I could uh, like remember it verbatim. Uh, what else? Also, also, also. Charla mentioned a story about her uncle getting blinded in a protest because of a smoke grenade in his face. How horrible. Like this other guy, I threw it in his face, knew him, a police officer. They weren't friends or enemies, but the guy knew him. And he saw him and then he just threw it straight in his face. Because the guy always had the reputation that he had kind, beautiful eyes. And that guy, just like that, took that away from him. Imagine the reality. Stories try to represent these realities, but we think there's a stories to see that um, stories are more than reality early on in the story.
And this other dude mentioned that it's funny how people uh, wearing masks in restaurants, like they, there's these plastic masks that stop um, contact uh, from, you know, like your spit or sneeze or whatever. It's just like plastic in front of your face. It's like all these people look like they're in a SWAT team. They're about to But how to handle force, how to handle power. What a scary thing, right? reading two stories written from the perspective of a very very old man writing about his life from birth to reaching something great and I just noticed that I'm doing exactly this right now <laughs> I'm reading Casanova's memoirs that he wrote when he was like 80 something talking about everything that happened in his life amazing writer amazing amazing writer you know like and he's always like i see what made him him you know and his, his reputation like from a very very young age he like makes it a point not to mention directly but through his actions as he never wasn't true to his shit you know and it was all because of a moment he was like he says these things you know like there he was in a you know, he was in a boat going like his mom is taking him to literally the worst place he would ever go to in his life like she took him to like a foster home to take care of him a very poor one even though like his family's somewhat rich and respectable his father died really young uh, when he was really young but his mom was an actress I think or something she took him to this place where his uh, when, where he slept you know rats were trying to eat his skin and he could barely like there was barely any food for like the eight children that were there um, but on the boat he said um, he looked at the trees because the boat was moving he looked at the trees and the trees were like walking away so he said that like mom everyone look like the trees are walking away the trees are walking away and his mom was like uh, you're you're in like you know the it's not everything that you see moving doesn't mean that it's moving maybe something else is, is moving around it there was a philosopher with with them on the boat that was her family it's a family friend of, of, of Casanova and he mentions that he like um if he didn't have this person in his life at this moment, he doesn't know what, uh, he would have probably been like everyone else, believing dogma and everything else very quickly, and not knowing that there's a, you know, maybe further truth. Um, so his mom, like this philosopher says, yeah, like not, not everything needs to be moving or something. It's not the philosopher who said it, I think it's his mom. Anyways, um, 
so he looks and he applies the same concept in his childlike mind to the earth and the sun and at the time people thought that the sun was moving around the earth right so he's like okay then maybe in that case the sun isn't moving around the earth but the earth is moving around the sun and the sun isn't moving then like his mom and like two other people were like oh you're such an idiot don't think that and then the philosopher guy just went down and gave him a big hug and he's like don't listen to them uh you like you you're intelligent like keep this intelligence something like that blah 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 and then he got up and then his mom was like trying to tell the philosopher like what the fuck did you just tell him or like explain yourself and the guy didn't even bother explaining himself and he just continued you know talking about something else or showing them something else and um because he just didn't want like why give that ignorant thing its energy and just know that you are solid with your intelligence and that's the lesson he taught Casanova at the time and he mentioned like you he 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 writes his reflection on that moment as he's writing it which is brilliantly written the guy had a way of words throughout his life and very articulate very good at, uh, at arguing very fast about what's happening or what's going on and very very importantly sticking to his shit he sticks to his shit you know he sticks to his shit very importantly like he he's not swayed so easily by like a bribe or a, a too beautiful woman or yeah and this other book is called uh, Assassin's Apprentice. Assassin's Apprentice, also amazing. You know, you see this like you see it from the perspective of a bastard from a royal family, from the highest-born son, and um, how he's raised at the beginning, like like very shit, and then like with animals and stuff, and then with people and he grows a lot and you know he's writing about it he's also reflecting about it and it's also a very nice perspective so i've just noticed i'm reading two books of of a life of someone going through shit and they're both right now around 16 years old almost <laughs> funny enough you know um i don't know what it's doing to me but i think it's nice like this type of growth perspective of people transforming as they as they go I like it a lot She bit me a lot. <laughs> 